Costa hooks it into the traffic, a free header, and it's a goal! The United States has scored! Miles Robinson! And he does it! And Italy are champions of Europe! But the game ends! Argentina have done it! Messi has done it! They have won the Copa America! Today is the day. Cristiano Ronaldo back to Manchester United. Here we go. The deal is done. Leo Messi to Paris Saint Germain. Here we go. fun dude so much so much just soccer, i got i got so everywhere. much i got so much out like you have no idea like i wanted to say a lot of this stuff like i feel like i got to say it all yeah without, you know with someone actually talking back to me about it <laughs> <laughs> not in the mirror <laughs> not in the mirror I'd be like hey what'd you think of ronaldo oh yeah it was brilliant <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Regista Report. It is September 1st. Summer is finally winding down. That means transfer deadline has passed. World Cup qualifiers are here. And the man that's going to bring it all down for us, it's the man, the myth, the legend. It's Joey B. What up, Joe? Joey B. What's up, Benny? Yo, season two, episode one. We're back, finally. Let's go. (laughs) Let's freaking go. Dude, how was your summer, man? I had an incredible summer, man. Um, I had an incredible summer, honestly. And I'm still not over this whole Mbappe thing, so I'm trying to put like leave that out of perspective right now. But no, I had a great time, man. Spent a lot of time with the family, went on a couple of vacations, uh, got to see you guys, man. So nothing to complain about, man. A beautiful summer. Great, dude. Yo, incredible summer, man. We had Euros. We had U.S. men's national team winning two trophies this season, both of them against Mexico. That hurts. Ooh. But it feels so good. <laughs> it feels so good. To be on the other side, Mexico, you got to understand. It's our turn to shine. <laughs> <laughs> and dude, two, I bet, oh, well, today is, uh, like I said, today is uh, Tuesday. This episode's going to be released uh, September 1st. But man, we are two sleeps away, Joey, from the biggest game in four years. And that's U.S. men's national team playing El Salvador. We got qualifiers Ooh. coming up, dude. Three big games to go. And more to come, and dude, we gotta make that World Cup, baby, and and all the hype is there, and, and I can't believe it's here, <laughs> dude. Yeah, there's no doubt in my mind, bro. We're gonna qualify, absolutely, especially with this summer, the squad that we have. Things are just different. Oh my God, all the promise, all the rise, all the hype. I'm here for it, man. I'm here for the chaos. Absolutely, bro. I think the boys are more motivated than they ever could be, especially what happened this summer, man. So I fully expect big things for this qualifying. No. No miss, like, um... Dude, I can't believe it. No, don't I bring it up. It. <laughs> I can't believe no, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, someone just, walked, someone just walked downstairs, but I'm good now. <laughs> <laughs> Who that? Who that? Connie? And her sister, but they went back up. What up, <laughs> Yeah. Yo, congratulations on the engagement. We got to say that, too. Oh, yeah. Man, man, Joey B is off the market officially. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> Women across the world have wept for days. <laughs> 
<laughs> nah, man, I, I finally got someone to accept my bullshit. So this is this is perfect, bro. This, that's this is amazing, what's up. dude. That's amazing. And your birthday was Thank just you. was just around the corner too. We we celebrated watching DC United play. Great yep. game. Watch them we had the three one dub against uh, uh, the Philadelphia Union Scrubs. And uh, <laughs> dude, awesome, awesome event. We saw we got we meet up with our friends, Oscar Rodriguez, uh, yeah. Carlos. What's up, Arandia? Shout outs to them. But yeah, man, we are back. We are gonna wrap up deadline day, and um, and we're gonna talk about who's the favorite for for winning the Premier League because we're we're Premier League heavy on this show, and for good reason mm-hmm. because so many stars are on on display for this for this season, and um, I, I can't wait to talk about them. And then after that, we got we got World Cup qualifiers as I said coming up. I, I gotta pick Joey's head. On, on what his thoughts are on our, on our U.S. men's national team roster and our squad. And anything that comes up, too, it's free game. So, Joey, you ready to do this, man? Let's get it! Hi, <laughs> bro. Hey, let's start off with uh, something that, that we may have missed. I feel like that's that's been a popular, uh, popular segment, Joey. <laughs> No, absolutely, man. And I'll I'll take it from here, Ben. I'll jump right off because you kind of mentioned it before. And uh, this is something you may have missed is uh, fresh off the dome. And uh, me and Ben, we've been known to bash the MLS. We played for the DC United youth team. And I honestly have to comment on my experience at the game uh, this past Saturday. So like Ben mentioned before, we watched the Philadelphia Union. And I was honestly surprised at the quality from our DC United team. Um not only that, the stadium, if you haven't been to Audi Field yet, it is night and day from RFK. So I just want to say what uh, an amazing experience it was because my expectations were so low for this game. Um, but Ben, remind me, the left back for DC United, what's his name? He's an 18-year-old. Kevin Paredes. Dominican this kid was... This kid was uh, incredible all night, man. He was taking on defenders. He was a bright spot for DC United. Um, and I know Ben and I, like I said, we kind of we're Premier League heavy, but it was amazing to see how far our domestic league has truly come. I don't know if it's there yet on the TV, but I can tell you in person, if you get a chance to go to an MLS game, I think you might be surprised uh, from the last time. I, know, I certainly, I was really surprised. And there also, there was a change from DC United from, from Ben Olsen to a new coach. So, man, I have to say, I'm really excited. Um, if DC United make the playoffs, I'm definitely going back. But I got to say, man, the MLS, if you live somewhere where you can check out a game, you definitely should because it's gotten a shit ton better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I'm so glad you brought this up, too, too. Uh... What a what an experience, man! We sat next to Bajra Brava too, which was fucking immense, because we got to sing all the songs, we got to cheer for uh, all the goals that came. We missed one goal because we were getting pupusas, but hey, man, we were yeah. hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, ten dollars pupusas. Dude, the other thing I was what you get? yeah, the other thing I was gonna say, dude, there's not a bad seat in not Audi Field. It, it is very. A soccer-specific stadium. They've taken the model from Europe and they brought it over here. So yes. uh, everything about the experience was incredible. So I mean, big, big shout out to DC United. And and like I said, man, like TV, it still might might not be there, but in person, the quality was was really good, really, really good. So good. And Kevin Paredes too. We got to see him too, like on the left wing, because we were we were basically on like the right side, and they were coming at us. We were on the side on one behind the goals. And so we got to see Kevin Paredes put off some Tekkers moves. And we should have been up, like, a lot by the first half. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, we came back, dude. Came back 3-1. to one. That, was, that was an amazing, amazing experience. Amazing. Dude, and actually, Great funny person. note, um, 
the last goal was in like the 92nd minute or something. <laughs> yeah. Just crazy. And we had these incredible fans like all, all around us. But we had these like pretty, I would say, um, pretty drunk fans like in the, in behind us. So yeah. on the third goal, they celebrated. They were throwing their beer like we were all getting yeah. wet. And then you just see this mom next to this older guy that looks back and is like, these fucking assholes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So you can't win them all, but hell yeah, bro. Good experience. Oh, that's I was that was an amazing experience. Um, dude, I'm so excited to cover deadline day. I can't believe yeah. it was finally over. And uh, the, the, of course you are, Ben. You got Ronaldo, bro. <laughs> Well, we didn't leave business late, which was amazing. You know, usually I'm I'm sitting here. Uh, last year we were sitting here. I think I think Tottenham. Smashed us six to two, and, and I think we were he- sitting on this pod, being like, "Bro, I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm depressed." <laughs> you know? And I'm and like, "Ben, had- it's not that bad. It's yeah, not that bad. Not that bad. I know." And and, and we had so many deadline day transfers that we so we we actually did business early, and I can't believe it. But the the transfer that snacked under the rug, Joe. Here's a transition here. Okay, Ma- Matthew Hoppe. This guy mm. shined in the Gold Cup, and he. Pay, and it paid off because he got a transfer move from Shaka over to the La Liga to Mallorca, which was incredible, incredible. Last day, dying day, I think like three and a half million, um, which is a bargain, I think, for a 20-year-old American prospect. They're, um, they're, they're not cheap these days. But, dude, he has so much potential. And when I remember when I was watching him during the Gold Cup, like he was pulling off moves that I was like, dude, is is this guy for real right now? <laughs> Has an he was amazing doing no mentality. Look passes, he was doing step overs. He had this like I think I think Burhalter was calling him like as borderline like arrogant but like good, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Where it's like he needed to have that confidence as a 20-year-old to show up and do these moves. And I was texting you guys, and I remember texting you guys and I was like, dude, I would love to see him in La Liga. Because I think his style of play, his ability to just like create things and want to be a part of the build up Oh, beautiful, dude. I'm so happy for him, and I'm so happy that we got ESPN to cover it now. <laughs> Absolutely. So there going to be plenty of times to see. And Mallorca, dude, sneaky, sneaky uh, good side right now because I think they got two wins, and they got uh, they got Kubo as well, alone from uh, from Real Madrid. So, dude, he's, he's going to be brilliant, I think, for, for uh, Mallorca. So I, I can't wait to see him, bro. Can't wait. Excited. Another reason why that's a big move, because if you don't follow the Bundesliga, Shaka got relegated. So he was going to go into League 2 football. Yeah. Um, so really important that he's still in the top flight. He's still competing. Because like Ben said, and watching the national team, we don't really have a number nine. Um, we've tried some different players. But I would say Matthew Hoppe is, without a doubt, the most promising, maybe, uh, with the type of football that we want to play. So I, it's it's a huge move for him to make that transition, to get into a top flight, especially going into a World Cup year. Uh, really important, Ben, and I, and I love it, dude. Mallorca is in sixth place in La Liga, man. They're not going just to get beat. So yeah. brilliant, bro. Just fucking brilliant. So pumped. <laughs> yeah, dude. Hell yeah. We had, a, we had a ton of deadline day transfers, and I think this transfer window was the wildest I've ever seen. Especially in a COVID year, uh, a lot of Seriously. a lot of transfers happened. A lot of them also didn't happen, and um, that's the one I want to bring up right now because I think that's the one that's, that's on the top of my head. <laughs> and I think I, Joe mentioned this already because uh, he's a little bit hurt from this. But um, there's also um, a bright side to this, I think for, for sure. 
which I think Joey's going to tell potentially. us. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially. And of course, I'm talking about uh, talking about Kylian Mbappe, Mbappe not going to Real Madrid. Pushing him to the final minute, Joey, is what uh, is what happened with Real Madrid. And this is the this is the news and the audio that I want to play for you of how it broke down in the drama. And I think this will be appreciated by you, maybe. <laughs> Let's also, give it a listen. But also for the listeners, because we, we had to listen to this all summer. Chiranguito on Twitter was going absolutely wild. The Spanish drama soap opera uh, talk show host uh, was was eating this up with the tic-tac, tic-tac. You know, <laughs> all summer we, we were waiting for this to happen, and uh, dude, I was loving every minute of it, but also very nervous of it. <laughs> so listen, listen to like, the final yeah. hours, bro. Final hours of what happened, and I, I'm still shocked, um, but also not surprised. So here, here you go. Listen to what, what Sky News reported. I've just got off the phone to somebody in Paris who's working on the deal. This is incredible. Real Madrid were willing to pay more than 220 million euros today for Kylian Mbappe. So we told you they'd offered 170 plus 10. Uh, In phone conversations with PSG, PSG said we want, it's got to be 200, it's got to be over 200. It was significantly over 200. I've been told it was more than 220 million euros. And basically what's happened is that PSG have stalled. They haven't got back to Real Madrid and Real Madrid have now walked away because it is too late to do the deal. And I'm being told now that Real Madrid uh, will sign him on a pre-contract agreement in January and he will move there free. PSG could have had more than 220 million euros today. I've been asked not to name the exact figure, but it was more than 220 million euros. Uh, PSG not cooperating with Real Madrid, not getting back to them, dragging their feet, stalling, playing for time. Real Madrid have thought, you know what? We've tried our best. We've done everything by the book. This is a player who's out of contract next summer. We're willing to give you more than 200 million pounds today and PSG, who don't forget, are effectively owned by the Qatari state. Some of the richest people in the world, the richest country, one of the richest countries in the world. Uh, they can afford to do this kind of thing. Uh, they want to have that front three this season of Neymar, uh, Mbappe, and also Messi for at least one season. And that's what they're going to get. Absolutely incredible. I mean, for a transfer window to to wind out to this and to, to make this final push, man, push them, push PSG to the limit, testing the waters, and and then this, dude, man, what what are you what are your thoughts, bro? What what's going on right now in your head? Honestly, it's hard to feel disappointed because I think everybody wanted to see at least you're if you're a Real Madrid fan, them make the move from Mbappe, and that's what we did. And not only that, we didn't come in with an Arsenal offer like for twenty million. I mean, two hundred <laughs> million, bro. Twenty million, um, twenty like one million, right? That's what an Arsenal offer would be. It would be like yeah, it would be like twenty one million. But no, man. In all seriousness, yes, I'm disappointed for not getting Mbappe. But if I can get him next summer for free, and I don't know if that's a guarantee. Free. My only, dude, my only apparition is that 
if we if he for some reason resigns with PSG or he changes his mind about this pre-contract because that's not set in stone. So there's a chance that he could go elsewhere or at least stay at PSG. So that makes me a little bit uncomfortable. But to be able to get Mbappe for free, think about how that money can be reinvested into more players. We can go after Holland now. Oh, we have yes. the same money. So in in the long run, it's it's, it's brilliant for Real Madrid. Um, for PSG, I understand their point of view as well. I think it's a pride thing with their owners too. Yes. Uh, maybe they don't need the money um, and they want to keep these players together for the season. Maybe they, they think they can convince uh, Mbappe to re-sign. I mean, it's crazy. But the one thing that I wanted to see and I've heard from different fans is, oh, Real Madrid, Barcelona, they're going broke. They don't have the funds uh, to bring in these big players. That cycle, that era is over. And uh, Perez, at least he demonstrated, no, I still got the money. Here's 220. You don't want him? Yeah. Fine. We walk away. So for me, we made the effort. We, we put it down. We made the transfers. We got rid of the players that we looked to get rid of this summer. So, of course, I'm disappointed not to get Mbappe this season. But, you know, it's only one year. I'd rather spend $220 million and reinvest the team from, from the ground up. And this is going to be in a new Bernabeu, bro. This is going to be mm-hmm. a brand new fucking scene, a new vibe for us. So we're going to attract more big players. Um, so I, man, and, and you know what? We signed a good young player too, bro. Um, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too disappointed. Um, the effort was there, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, it's uh, the pressure's on PSG to win everything now, and yeah. I don't know. See how that goes. <laughs> 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 Dude, I think that's what you wanted to see, and I think that's what you were telling me too. Is that Real Madrid make the effort, you know? And the and the bid yep. came last week, finally, 160 million, and then it was rejected. And then they came back. Real Madrid came back with a second offer, and it was rumored that this was accepted and it was a done deal by the Spanish media, which were I think very eager to get it right. You know, they wanted to be the first ones to break the news and it, the whole TikTok thing was, was going overblown and the hype was there. So they wanted to be the ones to, to break the news. Yeah. But then it was it was a conflict in PSG side because I think the president, like President Nasir, he was very determined. It was an ego thing, exactly what you're saying. Ego thing for him. He was like, nah. I'm sticking to my word. I've said this before that Mbappe is staying. But the board were like, yo, this is a lot of money. <laughs> you, you know how much money this is? <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then the board meeting was, must have been gone, something like this, bro. And, and, and you know, they had to stick to their, their so-called guns and, and kind of flex. You know, I think PSG were trying to flex their, their, their spending power. And, and the Qatari-owned money is, we know, you know, endless. You know, this, it's, it's coming without any hurt from them to lose in 222 million upwards too it could be more you know which is a fucking insane knowing that he could go yeah. for free in, in in a pre-contract agreement and i think he you know i think he will walk to real madrid for free that's that was my uh feeling going into this because i really wanted to see mbappe come to real madrid this summer because i feel like um the time was now for him and and he was ready, absolutely ready. He's been ready, you know. And his and it's been his dream. It's no secret. He's been rejecting every contract renewal from PSG. You know, like Real Madrid, his desire to go to join Real Madrid should go unnoticed because yeah. he's rejected all those offers. You know what I'm saying? So I I feel like there, this is this he's he's easily um, wants to be the head and the face of 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 Ligue 1. And then, of course, Messi being there, this is their last shot, I feel like, for him to win the Champions League. And that's all they're there for, honestly. Like, like Liga Un, like, I, I yeah. feel like they could give a shit about. And, and then now, no. Pochettino has this, this huge pressure 
with the the summer that they had. Like we, Domino Ruma, fucking, are you kidding me? Like the best player in the Euros, Sergio Ramos. Real yes. Madrid's captain, Barcelona's captain, Messi. Like, are you kidding me? And then, and then Hakimi. On top of that, like, dude, a lot of these players came for free. Yep. Bro, if they don't win the Champions League, they're fucking frauds. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Delete your whole club. Yeah. Like, how do you do this and not win the Champions League? I, I don't care. You know what I'm saying? It's well, just, it, dude, they they've the gone. Thing they've, is, they've stretched this so far. I can speak on this because. I was a fan of the Galactico team. There is pressure to win, but the difference is they really didn't spend that much money to bring these players in. Um, you know, I saw a few articles that Arsenal is one of the biggest spenders uh, in Europe. Yes, yeah. their team is stacked, and they should win. They're under pressure to win. Like you said, Ben, it would be kind of like surprising to see them go out. But number one, they need to gel as a team. Messi came on as a sub this weekend. He looked his normal self. He was getting fouled a lot. And, you know, injuries, I think, are going to be a big factor for PSG, too. Um, but another reason I think Mbappe uh, decided to stay, you know, maybe it was out of his hands somewhat too, is I remember the first PSG game of this season, he was booed by all the French fans, so including PSG fans, but then he scored a goal, and mm. he scored again this past weekend. So when you're in that that uh, feeling of, hey, I'm unstoppable, I'm really comfortable at PSG, I don't need to force my move away, I'm scoring goals here, uh, Messi's here in the team now, I understand why Mbappe may want to finish his contract at PSG to make it a successful transfer from Monaco because he came there, like you said, Ben, for one reason, to win the Champions League. But, I mean, honestly, yes, they should. They should win everything. They have Ramos now. They're, they're stacked. But, bro, we know that's not how football works. We know that there's other big teams out there, like Manchester United just signed Ronaldo. They're, they're contenders now. Uh, Chelsea certainly want to defend their title. You put Chelsea and PSG in the same game over two legs, and I guarantee you can't pick the winner. It's going to be that good of a game. So just it's not guaranteed, especially with Pochettino no. as a coach there. Like you said, Ben, he hasn't managed that many egos yet. Um, and there's a lot of them at PSG now. So, like, you, you, you can't say give them the title. But it's it, they will get that backlash if they don't win. Is how did you not win this? Uh, but we know, as true football fans, it's not that easy to win on the field. So there's just going to be so much fun to watch, dude. Incredible team, though. Super stacked. I mean, do, would you say, Ben, they have the most depth in Europe now? Like, can anybody compete with that? Dude, they had the everything. <laughs> I feel like they have everything. They, they also signed Nuno Mendes, too, on uh, on 40 million euros today. That was a transfer deadline day. Uh, speaking of, like, I mean, incredible business for them to get all these free free transfers. Uh, but also yeah. that is that they have to pay their, their wages. That's, that's the next thing. These are incredible wages that they have Good to point. offer for Ramos. Incredible wages that they're offering for PSG. PSG were like the only ones that could pay the wages, you know, for for Messi esque. So yeah, uh, there there is that. And I, I, incredible though, incredible. It's it's gonna be amazing to see. It's amazing to watch. I got a little heated there. I'm sorry, but for no. <laughs> for PSG doing this type of deals, but it's just it, I mean, um, it got it got me worried about like how how the game's going. Is that you know the 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 richer kind of getting richer and like PSG having this flex on uh, on Real Madrid, Real Madrid doing well to balancing the books and and having you know selling their players and selling their the like, you know a lot of their players, a lot of the young players to go after Project Mbappe and um, that I, like I love the that they're gonna get him probably for free now and that exactly what you said they can reinvest in the squad dude that's. I think that's the, the the fact that you wanted to see too is that Perez had the money, like you said too. 
Perez had the money, it was there. Yeah, man. And they made the effort. And then now PSG kind of looks stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they, to be honest with you, PSG looked stupid last year when they didn't win the, uh, excuse me, win the league either. Yeah, and they let Thiago so, Silva for go for free. Go for free. So and Cavani dude, go for free. <laughs> exactly, bro. So they're they're kind of bleeding, but I mean they have the right pieces sure. uh, to make a big right. impact. And if dude Neymar and, and Messi, if they can gel, bro, they're gonna score against any any defense. But there's yeah. so many ifs uh, with that team ifs. still, bro. Yeah, man. A lot so. of ifs. The only the one thing with why I feel like they haven't won it yet is just that league on isn't as crazy competitive and they get to the champions league and they get to these big moments and they and um choke a little bit and but they're yeah. dude the, the time like i was saying the time is now for them and so let's let's see what happens absolutely man absolutely any other deadline day or best transfer that you felt was that happened this this window i feel like who had the best transfer window joe do, do uh, you feel like it's psg chelsea. well psg i say psg and chelsea too because chelsea got saul on loan, which is, I mean, this guy, when he's in the mood, when he's in the team, oh. is, is very, very, very good. Yeah. Um, he hasn't played his best performance as Atletico, uh, I'd say the past season. Um, but I think Chelsea, man, the squad is so deep to go out and get a player like Lukaku um, is incredible, incredible title defense for them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say PSG or Chelsea, even Manchester United, bro, signing Ronaldo. I mean, that literally has flipped the Premier League upside fucking down, bro. <laughs> you you can't count them out now. That guy's fucking mentality is going to raise everybody's quality in that locker. I mean, just imagine that winning mentality there now. The fact that Sir Alex Ferguson's still in and about the team, bro. You just feel <laughs> like the pieces are right for United too, bro. So it's hard to say that United didn't have a brilliant transfer window. I mean, they signed the GOAT. Him and Messi are the goat, bro. That change that's an, changes everything. It changes everything. So I mean, it's hard. Like you said, Ben, there's so many left and right deals here. I think the complete. I'll tell you who had the worst transfer windows. That's Barcelona, bro. That's fucking <laughs> shambles. Um, but yeah, dude, I'm, dude, Ben United. Yeah. yeah, dude, it's just it's hard to put your finger on one club because I really think a lot of clubs did well. I think Liverpool really missed out. I think they needed to get a midfielder. Uh, Renato Sanchez went to Wolves, and that was one player that they were rumored with. <sighs> yeah. I heard that they were he was Wait, did, too. Did that actually happen? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it happened. Um, so I thought it was so close. I'm not sure on that one. I think I think it was official, man. We'll have to double check okay. uh, because it is today. But uh, yeah. dude, the, well, either way, Liverpool was linked with Renato Sanchez, but eventually they said they were priced out, like he was too mm. expensive. But for him to then go to Wolves, quote unquote, on loan, I mean, that's a huge missed opportunity. Even if he's not on Wolves, let's say if he stayed in France, it's still a missed opportunity because he would literally be the perfect replacement for Wijnaldum uh, because he's that type of player can kind of do it all. Yeah. So I think Liverpool really needs to reinforce, and they didn't. So there's a missed opportunity there for Liverpool. But um, yeah, man, I mean, it was it was a good transfer window, bro. Inc- and you guys got Veron too, Ben. Incredible Fuck. transfer window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Veron and Sancho. That okay? So for for I mean, let me let me let out my feelings. I think for yeah. for, for Man United first, and then we could touch at everybody else. Uh, incredible transfer window, I'd say for compared to last year. The the only thing was like not a lot of outgoings. Dan Dan James on the transfer deadline day, and that uh, everyone was missing. Everyone was asking for for a number six, like CDM midfielder. But dude, I honestly can't complain right now. I can't complain because dude, we got like you said, Sancho, Varane, and Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> Incredible. Oh, what a dream! What a dream for Ronaldo to come back. Uh, 
incredible 24 hours what happened friday I, we we've all heard everything everyone's reaction i think from from that what a nightmare it would have been for me to go to man city and i think joe i mean we're all romantics here right we all love absolutely we all love the beautiful game and the romantic from ronaldo coming home and coming to to manchester united it's just it's it's really great, I think, for, for a United fan, but it also I think it should be great for, for a neutral, uh, although I think there's a lot of uh, haters out there for, for Ronaldo going down to, to back to Man U. But, but still, dude, the father and son relationship that he has with Ferguson and the post that he, today that he had on Instagram, all the nostalgia feel is so positive with Man U, but it, at the end of the day, like trophies are now demanded for that team. Oh uh, yeah, and and that adds pressure on Ole. That's that's the one thing that may be unfair to say, but like that's that's what we're gonna see this season. Is like there's absolutely no excuses. I know that they don't have uh, a proper probably CDM that they want to play with. Oh man! But you know we, dude, they have fucking world class type players, world top uh, class type signings. Like they have to figure it out. The eye test is gonna be there, and like the results have to show up. And uh, and then at the end of the day. It's trophies, man. That's what that's what the season's about. <laughs> For some reason, bro, when you're talking about that, you you somehow managed not to mention Fred, which I, I, I think is almost wanted to, but I yeah. <laughs> I just I could just see Ole being like, Fred, can you pass the fucking ball to feet? Uh, but no, I mean, I think you're right, dude. He is under pressure, but I just want to say too, I heard an alarming statistic about Manchester United, and that's yeah. the fact that you've just beaten uh, the away record for an unbeaten. In the Premier League, just something like 25, 26. I don't know exactly what it is. 28. Dude, dude, that's incredible, man. And dude, I, I remember Arsenal's having... Arsenal's away record like, for streaks, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Man. Dude, I remember having a conversation with a fan, too, um, this summer. Just, just I, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he was saying, he was asking me, he was like, who do you think is going to get sacked first? And I said, Arteta. And he says, well, what about Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? He doesn't do anything to win. I was like, bro, he, he's getting top four in the Premier League, which is not a trophy. Um, but it's a massive, massive step to get your club in, in a comfortable position. The fact that you're winning away games, bro, all you need to do is also get the same amount of points home, which should be an easier problem to fix, and you're golden. Now you have a guy like Ronaldo, man. So you have to say Man United, at least on paper right now, can compete with anybody, with absolutely anyone. So, it's dude, the Premier League is fucking wild, bro. Like, I... Like it's a four it's a four horse race, man. It's hard to pick who's the favorite, but you guys really did the business um, this summer, and we'll see. So let me ask you, Ben, what you've seen of Sancho so far? I was kind of expecting maybe a little bigger of an mm. impact. Yeah. Um, what do you? And I know some managers do a little bit different. They kind of simulate the players in a little bit longer before they just throw them in games. But what are your expectations for him this season, and how do you think that's going to affect Greenwood in his playing time? Uh, I think Sancho will come good eventually. I, I think he hasn't had the start that he's wanted for sure. And, and the cameo, cameo, I think, showings that he's had the first two games and then he finally got the start in the last game against Wolves, which is a very fucking tricky tie. But I think he's going to come good. I think if you look at example A is Kai Havertz. Kai Havertz came from the Bundesliga, struggled in the beginning of the season. A lot of people were saying that he was shit. And, and rightly so, because he was just like, dude, he didn't know what to expect. He didn't know like any. He didn't have player. a touch. He didn't, have, he didn't a have a touch. He didn't know the pace of the game. You know what I'm saying? So point, I think bro. I think Sancho will eventually come good. I'm not worried at all about him. 
Uh, I think he just needs time to to figure out what his teammates are doing and asking from him. A different system from what he's what he's working with in Bundesliga. I think Greenwood is having an absolute great starlet's part of the start of the season, and mm-hmm. he's a nailed on starter now. I think Sancho was gonna have to like back off now, and and Greenwood is. I love Greenwood's confidence though, too, it's because I think even with Ronaldo being there, like he's gonna be demanding a start, man, because just from his performances and his goals, so. Uh, rotation is needed. Depth is needed to win the Premier League, and I think we saw that last season with COVID uh, and and Absolutely. a lot of players and a lot of injuries. So, not worried at all about Sancho. I think he he will come good eventually, and um, so glad he's on the team, man. <laughs> Dude, me too. I was just gonna say you could see his quality. I know he didn't play a lot at the Euros, but he did start one game, and I think that was maybe England's biggest win over was it Hungary? I can't remember who it was, or maybe they played in Hungary. But they, anyway, Ukraine, they won. Yeah. Ukraine, something like that. Mm-hmm. Dude, um, the dude was sharp. And if you could do it internationally, you could do it anywhere. But I think, like you said, Ben, it's just a matter of time before he comes good and then hits the ground running. I don't expect to see any uh, delay for Ronaldo um, when he goes there. So, And I think he, this guy deals with pressure better than anyone. Um, so it's brilliant. But, um, yeah, man, just exciting stuff. I, I think you and I were expecting a dull transfer window. Um, and then, boom. Like I think there everybody was, was. Yeah, everybody was. Uh, but one thing, Ben, I wanted to mention earlier that I did not, bro. You absolutely fucking called Italy winning the Euros. And I want oh. you to rattle off some lottery numbers for people too, bro, because <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. I know I, I know, I should have made bets. I know I should have done it, but I, I, I can't believe I called it, man. I Dude, you absolutely it. called it, bro. I fucking knew it. And Oscar, uh, our dear friend, did did make a bet after they finally beat Belgium, and he did win some money. So, Oscar, I feel like I should owe you owe me uh, huge in there a little little bit. Just saying. <laughs> Off but the top. yeah, I'm 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 gonna gloat here, Joe, because <laughs> I was yeah, gonna dude. go the humble route, but I feel like, dude, I can't believe. No, I can't believe that I did call it. And um, can I play to you kind of what I said? Just so people can remind, can I remind people? Ben, I think you have to for a little bit of credibility here, bro. Absolutely. Play that clip. (laughs) Italy is going to pull through, bro. Let me talk to you about Italy. No. Yes. They, they missed. Dude, I did not expect that, Ben. Wow. Okay, hit me. They missed on the qualifying for the World Cup. Heartbreak for them. Dude, since they've signed Roberto Mancini as their coach, they went through the Euros flawless. They've won every single game. They've had so many shutouts. They've been scoring so many goals. Um, Dude. So and they have a, a lot of exciting type, type young players coming up uh, in, in their squad too, like Chiesa, Barella, uh, something, some guy that I'm looking forward to seeing because he's been balling out with Inner and. Um, and Donnarumma is just like unstoppable too, dude. He makes so many PK saves. He's so reason, good. I have Italy, dude. I can't get them out of my head. I, I, I think they're gonna go through deep, and I think they're gonna, they're gonna win it. That's my pick. <laughs> ben, they got real deep. They got all up in those guts, bro. <laughs> oh man. So, Incredible, yeah, man. bro. Made Incredible. The... Incredible, bro. Uh, yeah. Can you can you date that sound clip? That was before the Euros started, my friends. This is before anybody was talking about them. That was before, before anybody. That was exactly before the Euros. Uh, we we did a preview show, and I think that I mean yeah. definitely, and a lot of calls that we've made too has has come to fruition. So yeah, um, the reason why you should stay tuned to the producer report because because shit definitely happens when we say it. <laughs> oh man, that was incredible. But other things too is like I, I also yeah. like to be proven wrong. That's 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 fine with me at all. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll say stuff. 
like I'm about to say, for Arsenal and their and their spending spree and Arteta and stuff. Ooh. And I think we got to talk about that next because that's that's a, a huge, huge talking point. Um, yeah. But uh, I think that's everything that I want to say about transfer deadline day, Joe. Craziness, everything happened. Right. I think so too. Yeah, man, I think so too. I can't I'm thinking about all the transfer Odegaard to Arsenal. Yeah, man, I'm there's nothing I think we hit it, bro. I Griezmann think we hit to Atletico Madrid, crazy. I will say this. Barcelona Ta- being stupid. But being so stupid. Tammy Abraham expected to do big things in Italy. They've compared him to Ronaldo. Um, so I think that one's kind of off the radar too, how well he's playing. Um, but definitely want to pay attention to him. I'd say at least this season. See, it seems like he's going to take over Italy. It also seems like the the Italian league isn't not what it used to be, especially with some of the bigger players like Inter Milan selling off half their mm-hmm. team and stuff like that. So, dude, I expect big things from Roma and Jose Mourinho and Tammy Abraham over there. So I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love Roma. I love I love Jose Mourinho there, and and I love AC Milan because they got they signed Olivier Giroud. And, and they got Slatan still, and they got Slatan still, yeah, bro. And I'm pulling Respect. for. I think AC Milan's gonna win Syria. Saying that right now. Damn, I don't know. I'm gonna say Roma, bro. That would be sick. That I would be that. sick. That'd I be love sick. that. Um, but yeah, moving on, right? Yeah. Moving on to uh, the <laughs> the debacle and shit show is what happening with um, oh, Arsenal's season right now. I think we got to say it, man. Yeah. It's a new season, but same old Arsenal. What the hell is going on? Just to recap, three games in, zero goals, nine against, zero wins. Their goal of the month is going to have to be played through some of their practice session goals. I don't know, Joe. <laughs> What's going to happen? I saw but that too. Are man. we are we overreacting here? Do we do we press the panic button? What do we think about Arsenal and Arteta right now and their spending spree? Because they spend over 160 something million, they're the highest spender in the Premier League. Yeah. Amazon Prime is having a shit show right now. <laughs> they oh might win God. an Oscar for comedy. What's happening, dude? It's incredible. I mean, so listen, Arsenal fans will be the first to tell you they're missing major starters in each of these games that they lost. You know, upwards five, six players, six starters out. It doesn't matter. But I think, I think the biggest. The biggest issue here is that Arteta each game has gotten his tactics really, really wrong. So wrong. Um, and that's the most concerning aspect because the questions are surfacing again. Is Arteta the right man for the job? And he keeps proving to everyone um, that he's kind of getting by when he has his whole team there because they are a very talented squad. But I don't think he's the right man for the job. We've questioned him since the absolute beginning, man. He's kind of starting to show his inexperience a lot more because we've always said, listen, he's a new guy. He's going to make mistakes. You know, Arsenal, right now they're going to stick by him, but is there enough leeway in the Premier League, the most cutthroat league in the world, where you can get by with that? And you you just can't. You just can't. And he's going to make more mistakes. Um, So it's really disappointing. And I don't know how much control he has over bringing in players, Um, but certainly the players that – yeah, and you know, of course, I do. His his job is definitely on the line too, because some of these players and, and for the price that they're bringing them in, is is really dumbfounding. And there seems to be this ugly cycle with Chelsea, where Arsenal pick up their retired players, and it hasn't worked out for them not once um, with a Chelsea player, in my opinion. Um, so. Arsenal, they, they really need to scrap it, at least in the transfer market, and start new. Because the Arsenal of old, they would sign these players young, and they would develop these players, and they turn into superstars. Well, now they're buying guys that are past their prime, um, which is not a good look for the club. And they're also having trouble 
I would say I bring in the right talent in now because they're not in the Champions League. How do you convince a player that this is the time to go to Arsenal when you're in the bottom of the Premier League? Yeah. Uh, it's becoming difficult. Having said that, Arsenal, they do have a lot of excuses but i mean like you said before it's it's year after year with another excuse and i know arsenal fans are dying to see it you know a change so i think i think they need to get a world-class manager i suggested jose Mourinho before arteta came in because he has the pedigree he has the discipline this club more than anything needs discipline what's the last dude arson banger when he's yeah. falling out of his prime he was lacking discipline you haven't seen a disciplined manager at arsenal this football club um and now the fans are starting to crave that so there's there's so many internal issues there's also a lot of um external issues too just with the whole pedigree of the club like arsenal can't get any respect from anyone and they have to earn it and that's the problem right now you know they're kind of the laughing stock of the premier league and i don't mean that personally it's just how it is it is yeah man it's coming it's it's getting kind of sad now because I, I feel i feel for saka i feel for smith row who've been handed the number 10 jersey for smith row number seven jersey for saka these are brilliant yeah. players i think brilliant personalities that we'll want to see pepe has been also lighting it up at the end of last season yeah um and i i, I they've seen a, a di- different direction now with their signings where they're all young they're all like under 23. So they're all the the problem with with Arsenal. I felt like is in the past is that they haven't been able to ship players out, like having to put list Shaka almost on the end. Uh, you know, before like the, I think it was after the Euros or something where they listed mm-hmm. Shaka and they were almost about to agree a deal for him, and then not getting that deal approved or not getting letting it go through the books, and then all of a sudden re-signing him and then making him your captain. <laughs> Yeah, you know, so the ability to uh, to offload players, a lot of dead wood has been has been really problematic for Arsenal. The decision making, the decision making for for these transfers has been tough. I so I the biggest one been yeah. Why isn't Saliba in this team? That's so true, man. Why isn't he in the team? He's been ripping France to pieces. Yeah, and their center backs right now are are in big question, (laughs) with Pablo Mar getting absolutely. Like Bully. abused, abused yeah. by Lukaku. I've never seen a one-sided <laughs> performance Bro, from a, from a striker to a center back. That Just was absolutely bad. manhandled Mari. Uh, that was bad. And then Ben White wasn't there, but he didn't have a good debut. Uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of talk and shtick about him being being the cost for his price. But he's young English talent, so it's tough, you know. So I I do feel for Arsenal because it's the start of the season. It's three games in. It's the international break, and it's it's the hardest period to go through because you have to wait two weeks for your team to play again, and you have to feel this hurt of a five zero loss against Man City. And let's talk about I mean overreacting uh, maybe because you're playing you you played the Premier League champions right. Anybody could get spanked by by Man City anybody right now because Man City do do fire on all cylinders. Well. And then, and then they um, lost. They lost the Spurs, though. They did lose the Spurs. Great, great point. Yep. And uh, and then they played against the the European champions against Chelsea, and then they played Brentford on August third. Brentford, being you know something seventy some crazy years, never been in the top flight, first time away game. If Brentford would have picked anybody to play against in terms of top six, you would have wanted to play against Arsenal, because they were like there for the taking. So Arsenal have been there for the taking for these three games, and they've they've not come out away with anything. But exactly what you said too is that's like the performance, dude. The performance has haven't been there, and it, it and it's it's shocking, complete shock. Um, I think for a lot of Arsenal fans and and for me, 
but also not really because I think you kind of saw a lot of this coming, which is you did right. And I, and dude, it's weird for me too because I was watching the Euros and I watched Switzerland play a few games and I saw the performances. <laughs> Shaka was world class. Shaka was amazing. So I think there's there's something at Arsenal. I don't know if it's a cancer, but like mm. if he can play well for his national team, and you'll say his national team teammates are not nearly as talented as the talent at Arsenal. You have to look at that and under, not understand why the performances aren't there also for Arsenal. It's incredible. And there's more than one player that you can pick out there that uh, seems to play better when they're away from Arsenal. And you have players that leave Arsenal um, and seem to fit in instantly at other clubs better. So, I mean, there, there's something going on. Arsenal can't quite get it right. Um, and like you said, Ben, I, I mean, it's really disappointing to see because I want Arsenal uh, back to where they used to, their former glory. And you'll see all these ex-players talk about how they can't even watch the team right now yeah, uh, because it's in such disarray. And, that, and that's truly that's truly it. And, you know, all the talk, too, was about how bad Spurs were going to be this season because Kane was going to leave. Mm. Um, oh, but, you know, didn't happen. Yeah, and say what you want about Kane and Daniel Levy, but dude, he managed to keep Kane, one of the yeah. best strikers in the world, at his club. And if somebody comes for an Arsenal for big money, they go to Barcelona, Ben. That's been the right. trend. But Kane somehow resisted. Or Man City in the past. Or Man City in the past. And Tottenham kept their players. So I think there's, you know, there's a comparison naturally to Tottenham that's always going to happen because they're rivals. Um, and right now, Arsenal are slipping, dude. Yes, they're missing their starters. There's there's other excuses here. Um, I do think they're going to recover. Obviously, they're not going to be relegated this season. Um, but they have a brilliant, brilliant team on a positive note. If you take player for player, when Arsenal has all their starters in the game, they have a really strong 11. And I really, really like um, their new signing, bro. Lukonga, I thought he, yeah. he looks like a bright player. Mm -hmm. And so him and Thomas Party, it's going to be an amazing partnership in the midfield. Um, the thing is with Arsenal, they need to be healthy all season long. Um, and I really I can't fathom why Saliba hasn't been introduced into this team and gotten some Premier League minutes before he's shipped back off to France. Like, I don't understand that at all. Um, but yeah, Arsenal, dude, they have the right pieces. It's just, it's really frustrating. All you could say is that you're frustrated with Arsenal. You're frustrated because you know they can do better. It just, right now, man, they're just in complete disarray. So it's really disappointing. Really disappointing. And I think a lot of them will say that the, the season starts now because these three games have been basically a wash almost, like a preseason for them. And it's yeah. almost looked like preseason type form. And they haven't had their lineup there. So uh, the hope is there that the next three games, it goes well. And, and, and they play Norwich, they play Burnley, but then they play Spurs next. So, well, Dude, here's the problem with that. The difference between fourth and fifth last year was one point. Arsenal have just lost nine points. So yeah. you can't say your season starts tomorrow, bro. You've mm -hmm. already nine points in the Premier League is huge. But you can say that, Ben, if you're an Arsenal fan. Your point is well taken. I'm just saying in the Premier League, every single point matters and you're already nine behind. It's really you're uphill now, you know? Uphill. Uphill bro. So crazy, bro. I can't wait for the Amazon doc. Gonna be sick. <laughs> Dude. Just Oh my God. I like what the f like who who decided to do that? Like who you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, bro. But I think Arsenal fans too. A part of them want to see what's going on. They want to see the locker room with Arteta in it. They want to see the players' reaction. Yeah, I think they do, man. I think they do because there's a lot of question marks right now. Yeah, I don't think, dude. Arsenal. There's no way Arsenal can, you know, be embarrassed. It's still an amazing club. You're gonna see uh, the Emirates Stadium. Yeah. The inside. That's incredible. That's... You're gonna see the training field. That's incredible. I mean, it's still gonna be a powerful documentary, and I don't think it's gonna be all negative. Even if the results are all zeros. Arsenal's a club with famed history, bro. You can't just take that away with a few bad seasons. You know what I mean? No, for sure. They're they they they've got history writing on their books. It's just 
you know, the season after season, the past three, like it's, it, they're like praying almost, you know, if you're an Arsenal fan to, to have a successful end, because you never know what the Arsenal, what Amazon documentary is going to show too, because what's happened with Spurs last season, like they, they had a terrible start and they didn't see anything of the Pochettino firing. So we, we, we might not be able to see anything of what happened with Arteta too. So, um, <laughs> just can't believe yeah. that they they actually went through with it. Is my saying, you know, <laughs> because they're just... now more stable. Yeah, but I mean, dude, yeah, think how many people are gonna watch this though. Oh, it's, it's gonna, gonna be... be so lit, bro. It's, it's gonna be so it's gonna lit. Be so lit. Uh, the, the 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 worry I think is just like, if I was an Arsenal fan, like I'm thinking in my head, putting my 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 human side is is that the memes that may come from this. Like, it's already a lot of hurt. You know, I don't want any attention brought to me. You know? It's like, don't look at me right now. I'm suffering. You know what I mean? It's like, I do I don't, not. Yeah. I don't, I don't want, and that's and that's what happened with Spurs, because a, a lot of hilarious memes came from, from Jose Mourinho, you know, talking to, to his players and stuff. So, Dude, Danny Rose. Danny Rose. What, a, what an amazing, what an amazing lineup. That was. So, oh, oh, God. And the impressions thing that you sent of Arteta too to me, like I want to play that. Too. Oh my god! Yeah, I want to play good. that right now so bad. Um, <laughs> I might, but I can't. That was good, man. That was so funny. So I mean, yes. All all jokes aside, I think it'll be good. I think our, it'll, it'll be, be fucking amazing because I'm so excited to see the personalities behind the locker room of of what goes on with Arsenal Football Club. And um, even if if Arteta doesn't work out, like I'm, sh- I'm not. I don't trust Arsenal to sign like the right manager. But um, I don't either. I, I part of me has this feeling is that like I want Arteta to succeed, bro, because I want like I, I don't like big name type of. Like, I want people to make something of themselves. You know what I mean? Right, right. So right. I, I would I would hope that Arteta finds a way to turn this around. Um. And and that's just my viewpoint because maybe I've been watching too much Ted Lasso, <laughs> dude. But I love an underdog story, and I think for Arsenal to to reclaim something out of this season, anything um, would be would be a plus. And then seeing that on Amazon Doc would be amazing. Oh yeah, it's gonna be lit, bro. It's gonna be lit as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> just hopefully no more no more five zero thrashings dude let do are they gonna release all the episodes at the same time or are we gonna watch them weekly right i don't know i don't remember how the spurs did it but um i, I think I it was weekly it was the thing is i want to binge it all oh yeah we're gonna have a watch party we might have to have like a live stream party joe yeah i'm so down yeah uh yeah bro so like who, yeah what do you think is gonna win the premier league let me ask you that and then we'll after that question i think i want to go into world cup qualifiers okay so i truly think it's a four horse race absolutely and these are my contenders mm. um chelsea yeah liverpool manchester city for sure and the underdog that just with the sign of Ronaldo, I got to put Man United up there, especially with that away record, bro. They're not really dropping points. So I think it's a four horse race. I think the safe so. money, safe money would be on Chelsea. Yeah, great. And that's got to be my favorites right now. But I don't think, I think the margin is so close, dude. It could be any one of those teams that I just called. Um, I don't know if Liverpool have the depth, but they looked amazing at Enfield. I think they were kind of unlucky not to get more points against Chelsea at home. Um, they had some like 23 game. shots on goal. Yeah, dude, so the, the talent in Liverpool is still there. And I think Klopp, his class kind of can go overlooked um, right now. But you got to remember, this is maybe the best manager in the world. So, um, so as long as he keeps uh, his players healthy, I think they reinforce the defense. 
with the Leipzig signing. So I do, as long as they can score goals and Jota, yeah, Jota can score goals. I think Liverpool is going to be involved. And those are kind of my my teams. I guess to rattle off, you know, second, third, fourth place. Um, I kind of see Man Man City maybe getting third this year. And I would say maybe Man United getting second, uh, mm-hmm. which would put Liverpool at fourth. So that's kind of my just right now. I mean, Premier League's unpredictable, that, but that's what I'm feeling. What about you? Dude, um, I'm almost spot on with you, damn it. I <laughs> 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 always, always want something a little different, but we think so. Like, uh, uh, Dude, Chelsea have no weaknesses, I feel like, in their, in their squad. They were looking for Jules Conde on the, on the final day, which would have been brilliant. Uh, couldn't get a deal done with that. But uh, Chelsea have depth. They have rotation squads. The only thing is if Lukaku can stay healthy a whole season, which I think he can, and I think he's a brilliant signing, guarantees you goals. He is hungry, dude. He is hungry for goals. But um, Man City, too, dude, there's just a style of play and the way that they've, they've been playing, dude, the past few years, four or five years. That you, Even without a striker, uh, they, they won the it's Premier the League depth. last year. It's the depth. It's the depth and and, yes, the and depth. what and what they're doing. Um, and so I had I had Chelsea. I think Chelsea are my favorites right now, as as of transfer deadline day and what they brought they brought in. I feel like it's been brilliant and not brilliant and and then also just from the spike of what they had ending last season. But you have to do absolutely everything to be at your best. You have to be crazy. Crazy, crazy, amazing streak because to beat like a team like Man City and I think Liverpool are going to be top class this season with Anfield being back. Uh, I think Man United, dude, as much as I want like 21 is coming type of hype to come to to Man United, uh, I feel like they will win some trophy this season. I don't know what, but I, 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 I'm cautiously optimistic as I always am with with them uh, and. I feel like the the center midfield balance is gonna just fall short for them. That's that's the biggest thing for me as as a takeaway from the from the transfer deadline day. Not not making any sort of like serious note into finding a, a center mid to 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 partner Pugba or to to play Pugba and Bruno Fernandez in like a four three three. You know that's every 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 world class team has one like Casemiro's for Real Madrid, Conte mm. for Chelsea. You know Fabinho mm. for Liverpool. Jorginho mm. and Conte for Chelsea. Mm. Manchester United have Fred. <laughs> Dude. And Matic. And McTominay. Yeah. Which, you know, one of those three could, you know, could make a double pivot. But I, I just, I don't, I, the midfield balance, midfields win games. Such a cliche saying. But, uh, dude, we got Ronaldo, so anything could happen. <laughs> anything. So, so Menu is your third place then? I say Man U will, will will get either third or second. Yeah, I feel like um, okay, so it, it's going to be a tight race, though. I feel like it, it's going to be a tight race. The goal differentials will be so key, I think, this year. Um, and so I, I do have Chelsea as my favorite right now. So I agree. And I know I don't want to focus too much on the Ronaldo factor. But if you're 36 in your career and you need a reason to get motivated, it's not going and staying in Turin and playing fucking – you know, Napoli away, right? I mean, that might get your blood boiling, but Mm -hmm. dude, Ronaldo back where he started to prove himself once again, bro. If that doesn't challenge you mentally and he's already there physically, bro, I just, Mm -hmm. the Ronaldo factor, I I don't think can be understated at this point with him back and his, 
like his mentality. So, like you said, Ben, like, dude, I would, I wouldn't be surprised if Man United win the Premier League. I wouldn't be surprised wouldn't if be they either. make a. You know what I mean? I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they go far in the Champions League just because of what that means to the club, yeah. bro. And the fact that we're looking at a Man United team without even Rashford involved. You're talking about Greenwood banging in goals. Like it's his time is now too. It's that one midfield position that you kind of have question marks about. Yeah. Um, but a guy class. Yeah, dude, I, I, De Gea's getting his class back. He made some amazing saves this past weekend, like amazing saves, dude. So um, Man United is the team that you need to keep your eye on, I would say, this season. I think you can't miss a game for them. I do like them being written off. Like I, Something about me when someone doubts them, like people already doubted Varane, bro. People were doubting Varane. I, and could him, you believe that? Yeah. I, how, you know, coming into the Premier League and getting used to playing, you know, like players. Like, dude, I, I couldn't believe that. And people were already doubting Ronaldo again, being 36 years old, trapped in a 29-year-old's body. Um, so, so let me, yeah, dude, let I, me I, recap. I, I kind of like that because that, that fuels me every time they win and do something. It's like, yes, fuck you. <laughs> dude, absolutely. Man. And let me just recap, too, because when this transfer happened, I was literally sitting on my couch. I kind of distraught. I'm like, what? what is the financial state of Madrid? Like, what is happening? We're just getting rid right. of right. arguably our best player. And I'm looking at my phone. And you know you know, when someone's about to text you, you see the dots? Yeah. And I see Ben right about to text me. And I'm like, what is this fucking guy? He just got, <laughs> he just got Veron. You know, and he comes in the chat all perky. And, you know, and he's like, hey. And then I'm just like, you know, he knows what I'm gonna, He knows what I'm thinking. And he's like, dude, just think about it this way. We gave you Ronaldo. And, you know, you're going to be forever indebted to us in that way. So to give Veron to Man United now, it's like we have a great relationship with this club. So I can't yeah. I can't be mad at it. And it's also, it, you know, Veron movement was first so we can get some extra money from Mbappe. So, I mean, just, just a class act, a class club. I can't, I can't be mad at it, even though I'm a little salty. But, yeah, I fully expect Veron. I think he had a great uh, did, game yeah. against Wolves. Yeah, so, man, big thing from United, bro. They're so fun to talk about. Same way Arsenal because – you know, Man United has been going through a slump too, and they're just starting to get on that rise. So you're getting the excitement back for them too. So I think just like Arsenal, Man United is a, is a team that is fun to talk about right now. Yeah, for sure, bro. Oh, exhausting day, man. Dude, really exhausting. <laughs> so we, we covered so much already, and I'm so happy with it. But um, yeah. two nights of sleep, Joey. And we and we get to finally see our, our U.S. guys play El Salvador away. Dude, that's a tough game. Thursday I can't be at, 10, at 10 p.m. I'm, I'm going to be up live live tweeting. Dude, yeah. I have to say, too, Ben, El Salvador played really, really well um, in the Gold Cup. I think they got – I mean, pro, I think they progressed farther than they have in a while. So that El Salvadorian team is, is full of surprises. Um, so it's not an easy game for us, especially away, dude. You know that fan base is going to be incredible in El Salvador. Incredible, incredible. Uh, the the big issues, dude, that we had, uh, if we can switch gears here and then and, and talk about our USA guys, is our our number nine and what our midfield is gonna look like, dude. Who impressed you the most this summer, Joey? I would say from from both the the Nations League dub and then also into the Copa de Oro Gold Cup win. Who through the, through that whole series? Who impressed you the most, and who are you excited to see from these World Cup qualifiers? My first one uh, that comes off the bat uh, was McKinney um, to beat Mexico and the way he did. Yeah. Like that guy just bossed the midfield, um, and I can't remember the keeper's name, but he was my Gold Cup uh, superstar, incredible goalkeeper Turner, dude. The fact that we can produce this many talented goalkeepers <sighs> is incredible, bro. Got horror so, bath. 
Yeah, exactly. And and Minba or Minhape's getting there. Pulisic yeah, is he's exactly who I want him to be. He performs every time he puts on that jersey. But I, for me to see McKinney boss the midfield and win the headers that he would win, I mean he's an absolute force, bro. I fully expect him to start uh, for Juventus. Um, and if he doesn't, he needs to go elsewhere because he's that fucking good. Yeah. Uh, but I was because re- I was really I didn't catch that many Juventus games, but to see him play for the U.S. Man, he was incredible for me. Um, the position we need the most is the number nine. I don't think DK is, um, I don't think he's up to speed yet. He's young. Still young. Um, Didn't have the best. Didn't have the best. But, um, yeah, I think that's my quick answer, Ben. What about you? Uh, I'm I'm excited to see Hoppe if if he, if he does get into the starting lineup and Kylian Acosta, man, Kylian Acosta was my man in the in the final in the Copa de Oro and, Dude, he absolutely bossed the midfield, and I'm wondering if he can, if he's gonna play with with McKinney and Adams. I think the midfield balanced, finding out what's the what's the best suited um, three that we are gonna play there. If it's Yunus Musa, if it's Legette, uh, if it's you know uh, somebody else. But I'm so interested to see what what type of lineup we are. I think we'll still go with like a four three three. Or or a three five two and figure out who the hell is going to be our forwards. <laughs> it's yeah. been such a conundrum because we've been searching for one and I feel like we still haven't found one. I think it's going to be Sargent still for now, Joe. Um, oh. And uh, and I know that tough tough draws, but he made a move to Norwich too, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, it is surprising. So, uh, which I'm not sure if that's good for him. I'm still. I'm that's still, a tough club in a relegation yeah, battle. In a relegation it, battle, you know. You're not going to get a lot of chances, man, mm-hmm. to score. I'm saying you're very limited. That's a tough move, but it's still a positive. Yeah. Um. But I mean, dude, the all the other thing I want to mention too about this summer is that we essentially played the B team in the Gold Cup, um, sure, and never before did we have this type of death where we could play a B team and still win it. Now Mexico, quote unquote, we're playing their A team. Um, so it's just incredible, bro, that we have this amount of talent um, to game, choose yeah. from. And more than that, the players that maybe don't get the start, they now have experience at the top level where you can bring these guys in and make an impact. So for us, like never before, we are so prepared for these qualifiers. So now we just got to fucking, we got to finish it off, man. We got to qualify for this World Cup, get to Qatar and see what we can do there, man. But the, everything, Ben, everything we needed to do this summer about an identity, about the coach uh, coming up with different tactics and game plans that fit the club, we did all of that. We did everything. Checklist, check it off. So And um, more, yep. And more, bro. The fa- Oh, man. So it's just an exciting time for us. So like Ben said, get ready in a couple days to be watching these games. Fuck yeah. And then we got Canada next, which is going to be super crazy. Uh, yeah. And so we, yeah, we, we'll, I think we'll touch on our, our next pod too on the results and then maybe a little recap, no cap type of type of feel of on, on our thoughts for, for the next week, man. Because we still got, we got, we got a lot of games to come ahead. And that made me so yeah, excited, man. man. So it's because of the Euros and the Gold Cup, this international feel, the togetherness, fans being back, uh, I absolutely love the atmosphere. I came off such a high of of off the summer, and then the Premier League started, and then like the, the, the everybody was like against each other again, you know, because <laughs> it was like, yes. fuck you, Chelsea, fuck you, Real Madrid, fuck you, Man you, you, you know, Vito Ronaldo, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, but bro. Um, I'm excited for togetherness and, and World yep. Cup feelings because. That's a beautiful game, man. That's that's why we're here. That's why we're here talking about it. Fuck yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
Hell yeah. So that's that's you know, that wraps up, man. Season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna be so hard on this season, guys. We're gonna we're we're really gonna uh we're also on TikTok, by the way. Let's check me out. We're we're uploading, I think, every week at least two vids. Check us out. It's hilarious. Uh, fuck, I'm having so much fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> you got, almost, killing it. Almost a little too much fun. Um, yeah. But uh, check us out there. Obviously, on Twitter, still we're still up. And uh, Joey's going to be up on the Insta. Um, Hell yeah. And then we're still going to figure out this YouTube thing, guys. Uh, we're still a work in progress. Mm-hmm. But uh, what helps us, man, is just retweeting all the stuff that we post. And and just sharing with your with your buddies. Leaving us a review. Tell us what you think, what we should improve on. All that feedback helps, and it makes us grow, and it makes us want to do this again. Uh, and so excited to be back, man, hearing hearing Joey's voice, hearing his thoughts. Goosebumps as always. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, man, brilliant. No, we have so much exciting things planned for this season and how we want to grow. Um, so, guys, keep a lookout for us. We're going to be in and about. We're going to be more consistent too. At least try it. We've said that several times. <laughs> I think we found a time. date. I think we found we, a date. I think we, I think we got it. I think we I got think, it. I think we got it this time. Yeah. Three months but later. Maybe. See you in three months. <laughs> <laughs> no, but for real, the, the, the love that support that shows that from you yeah, guys, meeting, even missing us, like, you know, like our friends being like, yo, you haven't recorded yet. What's up? You know? Yeah. We took summer off kind of. <laughs> Yeah, we did, man. Which was We're good. We're on holiday. I think it was needed. I think I wanted to miss, like, you know, talking about, and I missed it so much. I did know? too, man. I missed yeah, it too. Yeah, hell yeah. So, hell yeah. Glad to be back. New right. season. Let's go. Hell yeah. All right, fellas. All right, Joey. I'm sorry. All right, man. Babe. Peace.